It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah! Hey, here we are. It's a Wednesday edition of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Tyvis is in today. Hey. you know Tyvis is in today. I'm glad. Bull's voice cracked in the middle of that sentence. My voice is cracking. I'm Mickey <laughs> Mouse Bull in the house in the lead host chair today. I'm just glad What's that, up, guys? that uh, Steve decided to show my face. He threatened that he was going to mute my mic and not show my well, face. Well. Oh, show. That's what yeah. he told me. Well, we'll explain why in a second. G. Bush is here as well. What's up, man? <clears throat> Looks like he's an he's uh, an Irish mobster today. Shout out to man. One of my people <laughs> came up, pulled up on me, yeah. and said, "G. Bush, I got something just directly from Ireland." Yeah, I had a fan in Ireland pull up on it's me. It's pretty sweet. Oh no, it's dope. It's fly. It's fire. It's, this is the old what we call the this is the old dope boy joints right I here. I think you you might be like a couple of months late though. This is like back in March. This would have been fly. No, no. See, we don't we don't pay attention. That's like, that's like saying like you can only wear white after like you can't wear white after Labor Day. No, you, that's yeah. what they say. No, that's that's bogus. That, Notre Dame's undefeated. Is that, that, is, that, is that really loses. a thing? Mike, do y'all Mike, do only, you wear white after Labor that's Day? That's only like hoity-toity white people that pay attention. So you to those see things. people wear no. It's I thought it was white jeans. Yeah, it's white pants. Yeah, but, yeah white. But yeah, you could wear only like rich white people. That so are you not allowed to wear white pants anymore after yeah. Labor Day? According to my yeah. mom, she she does all these. I wear white so pants tomorrow. Double dog dare. <laughs> I swear to goodness, I'll I'll guess, I guess tomorrow. when you I guess when you are a stylist or something, yeah. you got to be doing that. But I tell who came her, up with that and why is that a thing? I don't know. But speaking of of Crazy. white people things, I did yesterday the most suburban white people thing ever. Wait, wait, wait we got to guess what it is. All right. Now, there's no way. You, I, I don't see how you possibly guess. But. Water to grass. <laughs> you yelled at somebody for not picking up dog poop on the sidewalk across no, the street No, these are already things I do all the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, this, what I did, what we did yesterday, it took it to another level. Uh, uh, listen. But it had to do with a dog. It had to do with dogs. I'll give you that. Did you got you- offended at how your neighbor... Groomed nah, his dog. Did you did you take a dog into a place of, of like a restaurant or a mall uh, and, and have them we sit took down him as, to a place, but not a restaurant or a mall? Oh, you talk about a dog meeting places where other dogs meet and greet. No, that's the dog park. You went to a dog park, uh, but this is no. What we did so in you know the town pool right yeah. closes. <laughs> yesterday was the last day of the town pool. On the last day of the town pool, which was yesterday, it's dog swim day. So the dogs went in and swam. So everybody brought their dogs. I we're standing in line with all these people, and I said to my wife, I said this loudly. I was like, "Man, this is the whitest thing we've ever done." <laughs> it is that thing. That's I would have never guessed it. To be honest, <laughs> that, that is. like you just you went and got some. You your dog really got. Let me go well, take my dog this. did not go in the pool. 
He didn't. He wouldn't go in. So he you was, brought a dog to a pool and it didn't even swim. That makes in. it even whiter. He's, he no, 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 no. That makes, now he enjoyed that makes, running. He was running around, around the pool, but he didn't go in the pool. So you got a black dog. I'm about to say you got a black dog black for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you, you didn't. One thousand percent. That dog is black. Because that's, that's that's how we do. That's how we do at pools. <laughs> we go not to go a pool party and don't swim and be just looking around, everybody <laughs> chilling outside, running around after. Running around, chasing people around the <laughs> I gotta find I gotta find a picture. Well Bull's looking at looking that hey, up. Girl, what's your name? I, I do wanna give a shout out. Eddie tweeted out a clip over the weekend of the last time you three were on the panel together. And do you guys remember the show opening Bull's like Oh my god, I remember yeah. this. It was so this funny. This is one of the funniest moments. We're not, we're not gonna play it, but you gotta play this. Uh, you wanna play uh, give me a sec, I'll pull it up, but if you guys Before you this, do this it, is... this was a picture of my dog. You gotta see this. Yeah, he, he's, he's black. black. He's black. He's black. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's cool. Can we get close up on my dog, Steve, or no? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There he is, Crashy. Yeah, Crashy. Crash Davis. Yeah, and he and like the like the cool part about it is, like, although I, he's got the like the you can see the Dalmatian. It's hard to see in this picture. He got spots. You see, he's got like the Dalmatian. In one of his paws, the only one that's hidden in this picture is like a Dalmatian. It's like that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's good. Man, dog. see, man, every time anyway, I see people's dogs, clip, Mike. Anthony's pulling it up right While now. While you get that clip, today's the debut of the barbershop on UCSSG. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay. Wow, they had it ready to go. The graphic. Today, 3 o'clock, we've been working around the clock. Mm -hmm. Me and McNuggets was up this morning early, testing out the stream, moving around, shaking, and we're going to have the, we're gonna have the uh, barbershop today, 3 o'clock. We do a little Browns preview, rocking and rolling. We're going to get it going today, man. I feel lucky, so I had to bring the green out today. I'm happy for you, G. Yeah. Any I, and by the way, or are you going solo? Oh, no, it's solo. We got to yeah. we got to preview it. We can't. We got to do it sense. right. And, and shout out to Tyvis because Tyvis, I don't know if y'all have this his billboard, but shout out to Tyvis. My billboard. On, on I seen the, the the Fox graphics and everything. <laughs> shout out to you and your national show. And not, not listen. How did they did they fly you first class? No, they didn't fly me first class, but they flew me. But this week I'm driving because. What I didn't know is after the show is over, like you're that's it. Like you can leave. Like I'm thinking it's like meetings. Like, 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 no, like see you next week. So I had I flew to Purdue and I had to drive, which is an hour from the airport. So I had to get in the car, drive an hour, then sit in the airport, wait on my flight. And it was a three and a half hour drive. So I should have just drove and right. I would have been home. But I where are you going this week? Seven. Michigan State. I'm driving. All right. How far is the drive to Michigan State? Three hours oh, yeah, and like yeah. 45 minutes. I for, I really I forgot. Yeah, we we talked about it last week, but then I forgot to watch. So I got to make sure I watch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. ten to twelve. Yeah. Big yep. Ten Network. Yes, sir. Uh, go ahead, Mikey. You got the clip. We do have the clip. This is from Eddie, and, and we'll get into the football stuff in one sec. But this yeah. was so funny to see you guys out there again. I had to uh, pull this back this up, is, and this is an <laughs> one of the best moments we've had on the show in a long time. Take it, Steve. Yeah, now, I got a dream. That's $10 you can get off that. That's crazy. Are we missing a light or something? Does it look darker in here or something? It's too black and crazy. Too black people on the set. <laughs> 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 I don't see it matters here at UCSS. Yes, it does. I'm going to pass out. I'm going to pass out. I mean, 
that that is so definitely good. one of the greatest <laughs> moments in the history of the show. Whenever Bull starts sliding down his chair laughing, but, but, it, my, it cracks me up. Yeah, that was to that the was the utmost extent. <laughs> oh, by the way, <laughs> shout out to the shout out to the UCSS fan that I played in Madden. I ended up. Oh, did you beat him? Twenty-one D. Yeah. Oh yeah, the twenty-one yeah. rule. He had he he was what upset. Is, what he, does that mean? Well, so when you get up by 21 points, Game the game's over. over. Uh, 21D. But, it, you know, he had a good thing going. He played with the Texans of all teams. I don't know. Who played? Why would you play with the Texans? Don't know. I played with Dallas. He played with the Texans. Ended up 21 in him. But it was late. It was like in the fourth quarter. So, he played a really good game. Um, mm. He said he wants to run it back with the Browns because that's his team. So, one of these days, eventually, we'll get to it. I'm open to playing everybody in Madden. You know? Very good. On today's show, guys. We've got the return of Leroy Horde. Oh, yeah. <laughs> out of Miami. I got to hear this. We talked about it. Yeah, we talked about it. There's going to be a lot of trash talking. Uh, Leroy will join us at 1130. We'll get a couple of questions in and he'll be done by 1215. Um, <laughs> so we got plenty to preview. We'll spend most of the show, obviously, talking about the Browns and Bengals, including a really interesting matchup between the Bengals' D-line and the Browns' O-line. Uh, so a lot to get to today. We'll hit on Terry Francona, who finally ad- fully admitted yesterday that he's retiring at the end of the season. And so we'll get to that later. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so there you go. A lot to get to today. Mike, start as well. Before we do that, I have an update for you guys. We have not seen Earl the Pearl in studio for a while. He was sick at the end of last week. He's on PTO this week, so he's doing better, but he's off all week. So you guys can stop asking where Earl is. He's still part of the show. He's just yeah. part of a wedding this week. I think he's officiating the wedding, actually. He is. Yeah, yeah, so he yeah. is off till the end of the week. He should be on the post-game show with G and myself on Sunday. Is he Sunday. coming to the draft today or no? I do not believe. I think he has actually the rehearsal Dinner, yeah. but not the actual dinner itself. It's rehearsal of the actual ceremony today. So I don't think the he's going to be in the draft. The middle of the week. It's a Friday wedding. Oh, Friday. It, no I don't listen. I don't know all the stuff. It's if the first it is, wedding Earl's ever been a part of. <laughs> yeah, I only get the true. fringe details, but Earl is doing much better, and uh, we do miss him. But he's not sick. He's not no, fired. He'll be back he's next quit. week. He'll be back next week. He and he's Jay will both be PTO, back next week. So, all right, Mike, hit us with our first topic. You hit us. Hit us with it. Yeah. No, we are almost at Sunday. So close, I can smell it. I can taste it. I cannot mm-hmm. wait for real football. Tomorrow, and yesterday we did actually. a lot of focus on how the Browns defense is going to have to slow down Joe Burrow and the Bengals offense. So let's kind of flip the switch here. And we'll start with the battle in the trenches here, Bull. You just alluded to it. Yeah. But the Bengals defensive line, I think, is one of the more underrated units in all of football, not just in the NFC North, in the entire league. And the Browns offensive line, when healthy, is one of the best groups in all of football in their own right. So when you look at those two yeah. when they match up against each other, which side do you give the edge in the trenches to when the Browns have the football? I, I think it's a really tough call, guys, because both units are very strong. Um, I, I think the Browns' offensive line gets more recognition than the Bengals' defensive line gets. Yeah. I actually – the thing that the Bengals' offensive defensive line doesn't have is they don't have a, a – um, you know, a, a superstar on the end. Mm-hmm. But I think Trey Hendrickson is just in that next group. Mm-hmm. He is He's very, productive. very underrated mm-hmm. and very productive. Yes, he is. Yep. Outside of the big sexy names, including Miles Garrett, mm-hmm. that top group of four, five, six guys, I think he's in that next group. Sam Hubbard's Buckeye, of course. Cobucks. A very solid player on yep. the other end. Yep. And the Bengals are very stout in the middle. DJ Reader's probably a top five defensive tackle. Easily. 
And B.J. Hill's very underrated. They have good depth throughout. Um, you know, they cut a couple of defensive linemen that I thought were decent players. So, I would say... Now, on the other hand, the Browns' offensive line is healthy now. Now, that a problem for their offensive line has been staying healthy. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I do, we've talked about this. I'm a little concerned about the Browns tackle play. I'm not concerned in the interior, but I am a little concerned in the tackle play. I'm going to give the Bengals a slight edge in this matchup. I think it's as close to even as it can get. I would go like <laughs> 52-48 Bengals D-line, but I think it's very close. Actually, what say you? I agree with you. Um, I'd get a slight edge to Cincinnati's D-line as well because the thing about last year when the, when the, when the Bengals played the Browns last year in the first game, you remember – DJ Reader wasn't there. Yeah, he was. Some, I think he was hurt. Yeah, he missed a few games. Yeah, this year, yeah. And the Browns ran all over him. It yeah. was over. Yeah. Second game, he was there, and I think it might have been one of Chubb's worst games. So, I think that having that guy in the middle, and obviously the Browns got to come up with a plan to try to get him out of there. But it, when you got a defensive tackle that can penetrate like that and get in that backfield and make that running back stop his feet. That's like the worst thing for a running back, and he does a great job of doing that. Um, I don't know. Maybe we can blame it on the health of the offensive line, but I just think DJ Reader is a really good tackle. So I would, for that reason right there. And then on the outside, I mean, Jed Wills and Jack Conklin, they hit or miss, you know, so it's – I would get a slight edge to, to Cincinnati's D-line. Because Trey, Hen- Trey Henderson is one of those guys that when he get going for the Saints, he was really productive. With Cincinnati, he's been very productive. And you're right. He's one of those guys that don't – his name doesn't get mentioned in the top DNs, but he's just outside that category, and he can be a problem. And Sam Hubbard is a guy that got a great motor on him who's going to keep coming and coming and coming and coming. Wow. And um, – yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Never go ahead, G. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, man, this is a, this is about as close as you can get. Um, if you and I, I don't want to do a cop out and do a fifty fifty tie because it's just you know you ask me a question I try to at least give you who I who I think has the edge even if it's really small. Um, you know Hendrickson is is a guy who I I like the fact that that both the ends can play the run as well as the pass. Yeah. They they don't they're not all or nothing ends. They they. They do a solid job. You, they rarely are outside of their gap. They do a good job of getting off blocks. Um, the weak link, as I stated before, is Jed Wills. Um, he's a guy that that I worry about. You know, in in terms of is he going to be a dude that's going to be able to keep you know Deshaun Watson up right and straight? I think Deshaun Watson is going to move around anyway. So you know that they kind of minimizes what the effect could be because there is a mobile guy back there, unlike the last couple years. Um, I would give here, here's the, here's why I'm gonna, I'm gonna edge the Bengals. I'm gonna edge the Bengals because 
I want to see if Wyatt, if Wyatt Teller was the Wyatt Teller of, say, 2020, i go with the Browns because I thought Wyatt Teller was playing like a top 10 type like lineman. No, he was. He, he yeah. was. he was. He was. He was a rogue. He was an impact. Anytime he was pulling, he was he was getting two for ones, bogos, buy one get one free. He's knocking. He's just getting, just knocking. Yeah, I'm gonna get the D tackle. Then I'm gonna go up and upgrade and, and just be in the, in the secondary on your safeties and corners. That's illegal. Well, like he was getting that. I was like, oh, this dude is crazy. He was, boy, the center got to come into play in that. If he's yeah. if he can push up to this to the next level, that means that that, <laughs> that yeah. Tyvis up there telling his right. D lineman, hey y'all y'all gotta do something. I'm telling. I you. should never see him back I'm here. I'm telling. And, and when you look. Look at this matchup, guys. You know, uh, the Bengals, their their linebackers are really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. So, yep. If, if if the Browns' can't, offensive line can't get to that second level and you leave those linebackers, they've got two, you know, top 15 linebackers, mm-hmm. top 10 maybe even. If you leave, if those guys are, if offensive linemen can't get to them, that's a problem. Yeah. They're, they're very seldomly are they not going to make the play. Right. Like in a one-on-one situation, more times than not, they do a good job of tackling. It's like a Bobby Wagner. If Bobby gets a one-on-one and it's clean, he's going right. he's a for sure tackler. Right. So That's what the Quell Jackson was. Exactly. The Quell so always made the play. The Browns are going to have to have a way. It, it really comes down to the center. You know, Ethan Pochick is going to have yeah. to he's going to have some times where he's going to have one-on-ones. The guard might give him a little bump. But he got to get to that next level to help get to that linebacker. If he gets hands on the linebacker, that's how you create those alleys, and that's how the running backs hit it, which is what Chubb is looking for. Yeah, it, it, you know, where the Browns are super dangerous is, is when when they was really rolling, when they had J.C. Treader, um, and when they had uh, Teller, and then they had Batonio. They was road grading. And on top of that, up front as a defensive lineman, they were so varied in the way they they could run outside zone. They mm-hmm. was running stretch. They could run a guard tackle, pull backside, kick out. They could they could run inside zone. They was running gap schemes. They was doing a whole lot of different things with Baker Mayfield because Baker didn't have the skill set. So they was running a lot of play action off that, and so they kept you always guessing and judging because they had tight ends with motions and shifts and stuff like that. So now I'm anxious to see: Are they going to still be as mobile uh, and as uh, you know moldable in their run game, or are they just going to be like, "Well, look, we got Chubb and uh, we got Deshaun Watson, and now you can't put that many people in the box and Chubb well, and make mean, one guy mix." It also come. It also comes down to what formation they coming out of. They coming out and gun and they spreading things out. You know, now you're looking at more of a zone team. But mm-hmm. I think Chubb is one of those guys that wants to get downhill. So I'm interested and I think everybody's interested to see how do you mix the Deshaun Watson yeah. and the Chubb that works with your offensive line. Yeah. And then another thing, Ethan Pochick was a pro bowler last year, right? Yeah, he was. He was Was he? Was he? Yeah, I think was he, he was an alter. I, I, I felt like he was on track for it and then he got hurt. But I can't remember if he. I know he graded. He was out not winner. actually named a Pro Bowler last year. But he was, Had he not gotten hurt, he probably would have been a Pro. I Bowler. guess I, we don't know that. Well, though. I'm just. I'm. I'm I was only. It interested. felt like he was playing at that kind of level. I was only interested because I was yeah. like, you know, maybe thinking about, dang, we did lose J.C. Treader, and you know, did that? Is it the center position yeah. that that is kind of hampering the run sometimes? Like you know, because that's a big part. Yeah. If the did center you, can handle the, the tackle by himself. And that guard is free to push up to the next level. Did you guys see the picture of J.C. Treader at Brown's Tiny. practice? 
He looks like the they 150 all, pounds. They all do that. Yeah. Every offensive Except line, me. Some of them get fat. Yeah. Some of them get like, like uh, what's his name from the Jets who's on ESPN? He gained more weight. Damian Woody. Uh, Damian Woody. Uh, no, nah, I thought you were saying Darrell <laughs> Revis. He, oh, he Darrell got, Revis got fat. Revis is Darrell fat Revis now? weighs more than Joe Thomas, I think. Oh, yeah. Darrell Revis. Hold yeah. on. Oh, no. no, I did not. He played, yeah, he got fat. He's play, he played a bandit. But J.C. Tread, like Joe Thomas got thin. But J.C. Treader's like, he looks like. He's, he's a uh, tiny guy. A lot of people, a lot of people, you you have to eat thousands of calories to maintain that. So yeah, a lot yeah. of people not really even that. Because what happens is if you're an offensive lineman and you don't got it naturally, a lot of those dudes is like just bigger guys with good feet, like tight yeah. ends or good guys right. like that. They got to eat thousands of calories. Like there's a whole program during two days or during camp. So they don't lose weight, which is right. crazy. I'm trying to find Steve Becker says Darrell Rivas ate his island. (laughs) That's a a good one, Steve. I give credit for that. I got got a PCC question in a sec, but before I tell you the answer to that, I have a question for you, then we'll get to the next match, but I want to focus on Yeah, we want to get to the passing game and the secondary. We'll get to that in a sec. Real quick. (laughs) If you had to choose, and the answer is probably it's not going to happen either way, but I'm just going to ask. Yeah. Would you be more surprised if on Sunday the Browns' offensive line completely dominated the Bengals' defensive line? Or the vice versa, where the Bengals' defensive line made Deshaun Watson's day hell. If you had to pick, which one do you think is more likely? I would. It's funny. I give the edge to the Bengals' defensive line, and yet if you ask me which was more likely to be dominant or at least look dominant watching it on TV, I would say the Browns' offensive line. Yeah, because because the Browns have. Well, they they have haymaker ability. Like, yeah, yeah. Like they can, like they got guys. If they get hands on you, it's done. I don't care who you is. Like if 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 Teller is balling and he's pulling, and you got Nick Chubb, that's almost a cheat code because that means you're out of the play if he touches you, your body, and it doesn't matter who. And Nick Chubb automatically makes the first guy yeah. miss most of the time, <laughs> which leads to like big chunk twenty yard plays, and it yeah. just makes you look like you got killed. I don't think it's ever been a since they've been playing. Obviously, the Browns have always rolled over them, but even in the loss, I feel like I don't think they D line looked dominant over our offensive line. No. So no. yeah, I, if with that being it's said, it's harder for a D line to dominate than an O line. That's true. Watching it, that's but that's true. not. Yeah, that's, but really, that's not really they. Uh, that's really not their forte. Like, you know, even with the Browns, they have Miles Garrett, but the the, right. the systems that they were running wasn't conducive to other people getting loose like that. They just gonna be very sound. They yeah, like look, right yeah. Yeah, they're gonna be very sound. By the way, uh, one you mentioned Baker Mayfield. It reminded me last night. Real quick story, very quick. Um, we uh, I'm in this keeper league for fantasy football. It's an auction. Blah blah blah. This, you got to start two quarterbacks. This one guy in the league, his two starting quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield and Ryan Tannehill. That's crazy. Puke. That's disgusting. I'm going to do a fast read because that's no so shot. disgusting. No shot. Go ahead. We asked the internet a question. That's... Whenever we do that, it's brought to us by PCC Airfoils. If you're yes. looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits, well, PCC Airfoils is the leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils at Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus, full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus you can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. We asked the YouTube chat. Yeah. Who they thought had the edge in the trenches. And with over 260 votes in less than 10 minutes. 83% Browns O-line. 76. So three-fourths believe the Browns have the edge in the trenches. All three of you guys actually gave 
the edge of the Bengals. So a little split there between the chat and you guys. but Very close. Very close. Very, like, eh. It's very close. Toss-up. Before we get – real quick, before we get to the Browns receivers against the Bengals secondary, um, trap, to, you mentioned tomorrow night's the first game of the season, the Lions-Chiefs. Mm-hmm. That line has gone down to five because Travis Kelsey may not play. I think they're now saying it's a bruise. It's a bone bruise. It's a bone bruise. He's questionable for tomorrow. Now, my guess is it's Travis Kelsey. He's going to – I mean, he got – remember, he got hurt his rookie year, missed the whole season. I don't think he's, he's – he's not missed a game due to injury since. I think he missed a game because of COVID or whatever. But he's never missed a game since his rookie year due to injury. But that's going to be an interesting one if he doesn't play yeah, get, or whatever. When you get older – the body doesn't uh, heal the same way, so he might have to. And I, and I, this and I, one out. And I got him drafted, drafted in one of my, uh, you know. Yeah. I know teams. everybody was sick, but but <laughs> I will say this: I, this I, this is a weird little thing. You mentioned the quarterback situation, two yeah. quarterback leagues. I do have uh, in another league, two quarterback league. You got to get so you got two quarterbacks, but they got the same bye week. Oh yeah! And oh, then, that's terrible. And, and so then it's like you, they only allow you three quarterbacks. So so yeah. it's like so you got to cut one. So I but I'm I had like the two best quarterbacks nah. and I'm not cutting them. I'm <laughs> just going to take an L one. So I'm going to take one of the males. Just take an L. We do have to get to the other matchup yeah. before Leroy joins us. <laughs> so the two big now. question marks, at least on paper. Yeah. In my mind, you may disagree. We know Amari Cooper's a proven commodity in the receiver room. The rest of the guys, all talented. Just we need to see it on the field more consistently before we anoint any of them. Similar to the Bengals secondary. Two brand new safeties. They lost Von Bell, Jesse Bates. They have to replace their two starting guys on the back end. And those two guys both got paid handsomely this offseason. So where do you give the advantage when the Browns are passing the ball? Do you give it to Cleveland's receivers or do you give the advantage to the Bengals' defensive backs? Time to start. Man, you know, this oh. is this is another one. Uh, this is a little closer than I thought because we're, we're doing a lot of projecting here. We know we got one in Mari Cooper. You know we like Elijah more and what he's bringing to the table, but we haven't seen the way they're going to try to deploy him. Donovan Peoples-Jones had a nice, uh, you know, nice uh, year last year, and Joker we think he's going to play better with uh, Deshaun Watson. It's a really close one because the Browns have some newcomers. This, the, this Bengals secondary has some newcomers. Um, I wouldn't say either side has any stars. It's, it, it has some good players, guys that are really, really like good, solid pros. I would put Mark, Mark Cooper in that, that area. <coughs> um, looking at it, I, this is another toss-up. You could go either way just because – because the Bengals did lose Bates and they did, I would give the Browns a, a very slight edge just because I like the fact that I think um, Mark Cooper can get open and there is Deshaun Watson throwing them the ball, which is an upgrade. But I, I wouldn't be mad if anybody said that the, the Bengals got a better secondary than the, than the Browns. Go ahead, Tyvis. Um, I give the slight nod to the Browns as well. Um, outside, outside of everybody, Amari Cooper is. The guy, obviously, he'll go up against Cheeto. Um, Cheeto and Coop played together in Dallas, which I played with both of them in Dallas for a preseason. And I remember we used to talk about how Amari <laughs> Cooper was unguardable. So it'll be interesting to see those two go back and forth at it, even though Cheeto is coming off of a serious injury. So I think it's going to take a while for him to get back to him being what he was anyways. He got to get back in the groove of things. So, Mark Cooper gets that slight edge. My favorite guy is Mike Hilton out of the, the this matchup. He's going to have Elijah Moore. Now, the interesting thing about that one is 
Elijah Moore is a guy that they're going to move around all over the field. It's not yeah. He's not just going to be in the slot. He's going to be a running back and all these other things. So if Mike Hilton does a great job of slowing him down or stopping him, I think that does put a wrinkle in the Browns' offense and what they really want to get accomplished. And I think he's Mike Hilton's good enough to do it. And Lou does a great job of calling defense with just some of the disguises that he has. But ultimately, I think I get a slight nod to the Browns because of the fact that they got Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun's going to put that ball in the spot where only his guys get it. Um, we've seen him in the preseason, and I got a chance to see him in practice. He looks really, really good. And I'm excited to see him get back out there and do that. So just from the simple fact that I think Deshaun Watson will be back, that's why I'm going to get a slight advantage to the Browns receivers. We all thought it was close on the line, and we all gave a slight edge to the Bengals D-line. We all think it's close wide receiver versus secondary, and I'm with these guys. I'm also giving a slight edge to the Browns offensive line here. Now, I, I think Browns the receivers. Ba- Browns receivers. What did I say? Offensive oh, line. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Browns receivers. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it, one of the things you mentioned, Cheetah Bay Awuzier is the Bengals' top corner. Cheetah he is coming off a serious injury. He was having his best season last year before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. He was having a Pro Bowl caliber season. He got hurt. You, you know, playing your first game, that's tricky, coming it, off a knee injury. It's all because you got to get the so, groove and the feeling back. And it's, So, I got – yeah, I got to give I got to give Amari Cooper the edge there, mm-hmm. uh, no doubt. Now, I think it's – you know, this is going to be one of the toughest tests for Elijah Moore because Mike Hilton's one of the best corners, yep. slot corners in the league. There's yep. no doubt it. I like Cam da- Taylor Britt. I don't think you like the Bengals' young guys as much as I do. I don't have a problem with him. Yeah. I just, I just, I gotta see it. I think it. The, my, oh, he's got to prove it. There's my, no yeah, doubt. My thing is, yeah. is that until you're out there all the time, like it's communication, it's different yeah. looks. You, I don't know how you're gonna be in a game time situation. Yeah, but he played a lot last year. I get, I get now, that. At safety. This that, no that, yeah, yeah. Okay? <laughs> Dax Hill was their first round pick last year. He's talented, but yeah. he's very raw, and he didn't play that much last mm-hmm. year. Uh, their other starting safety is going to be Nick Scott, who they got from the Rams, who was like their third safety. Yeah, they got two other. They got their first round pick this year. Jordan Battle is a safety, I but like he's him. been banged up in in camp. He a hitter. I like him. And they him. got this kid Tyson Anderson, who I think was a late pick or an undrafted guy who really, you know, stood out. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of the way. Um, oh my God, I just forgot his name. Ronnie Hickman. Ronnie Hickman did for the Browns. Go Bucks. This, this guy could stood out for the Bengals in camp. So it's an interesting group. But I'm always about you got to prove it. The Bengals secondary has to prove yeah, it. And I think they, they've got some, you know, Mike Hilton, Cheetah Bay, Woozie, oh, proven yeah, it. They'll be but, fine. But he's coming off an injury. Yeah. And so the only short thing week one for the Bengals in the secondary Mike is Hilton. Mike Hilton. So I got to go with the Browns. Yeah. yeah. And I just think that at that safety position, at safety at the most is yeah. the most communication. You because you see everything. You know, maybe a corner's out there and he's in his own world, but as a safety, you gotta see the whole picture. You gotta been to watch film and be like, okay, when this comes out, this is what they run it. Let me make sure this guy knows. Or that wide receiver has a reduced split. Let me tell this corner, hey, be alert for this over. Or tell this linebacker, be alert for this over route that's about to come. Yeah. It's a lot of communication that goes on at that safety. And for it to be two young guys, it kind of concerns me. So I can see it potentially. Potentially being a coverage bust. And then on top of that, even though Lou is such a great defensive coordinator, it might be times in that game where he says, you know, I can't necessarily call that because I don't know how they can handle it. Now, as the season goes on, obviously they'll right, get sure. better. But as a first time out there with the bullets live flying where games and stats actually count, you got to call things that your players are comfortable with and knowing that they have a grasp on. Yeah. And he has a good feel. <clears throat> he does. Down, so. no, knowing, knowing Lou and, and – and uh, watching him and what, what he does, what what would 
as a person who sees the Bengals, what what do you think his approach is going to be defensively? Uh, again, when the Browns is on offense, stop you, Nick Chubb. Is he gonna? Is he gonna <laughs> be more blitz? Is he gonna be stop more in base? Is he gonna? What What do you think his his game plan is gonna be? I, I don't think he. I think they're gonna. I mean, it's really hard to say with him because he he yeah. he does one one thing one week and then the, and next, the next week, week completely yeah, lives he, up. He does. But I think he's gonna be a little hesitant to blitz. Uh, Mike Hill. Everybody, well, I, I'm I'm actually with you on this. Yeah, ball, I, I think he's gonna be a little hesitant to blitz in this matchup, especially early. I want is Mark is Marquise playing? Do y'all know that? Do we know that Marquise Goodwin? I think so. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he ain't blitzing there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they're gonna be hesitant. I think he's gonna try to. Well, that's he's the, gonna try to have his front four take care of business. Well, I think front. that's the that's the good thing about Elijah Moore. If you blitz yeah. now, like Mike Hilton is such a great slot blitzer. Right. But right, if you is. blitz him now, we throwing the check, right? We throwing that's the out right. or the, the screen right yeah. to if he blitzes, Elijah. This he's got to get make there right away. Exactly. Trouble. Mikey, what do you got? I got something real quick for you guys before we bring in our next guest and really our only guest today. The only guest that matters in the history of UCSS on Wednesdays during football <laughs> season. We'll tell you who he is in one sec. But first, I got to remind you guys that myself, G. Bush, Earl the Pearl will be doing our post-game show every week during the Brown season. It kicks off at the two-minute warning. You get live reactions to the end of each game, some of the best moments last year, included Bull going bonkers over Cade York's game-winning field goal, and then the following week watching him literally melt down in front of his own face as the Jets came back and beat the Browns in dramatic fashion. So that's happening again. Myself, G. Bush, and Earl will be at you with the two-minute warning for all the fun and action. And with that, this man needs no introduction. You know he's, who it is. Ah, uh, he's the back. The man who met the legend with the goatee right. is Leroy Horde. What's up, Leroy? He's What's back. Happening? What's happening, fellas? Why you, What's going Leroy? On? That's a very interesting um, pullover you chose. Why not? Did you, did uh, but, you do, did but, you do but, it intentionally? No, I didn't do it intentionally, but guess what? You you already know. Shh, be quiet. Shh, be quiet. Shh, hey, listen. You wait, 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 wait a minute. Hold on. What do you mean, be quiet? I, I'm four and zero. What are you talking about? Oh, we going back to old stuff. I'm just saying. You can't say nothing. <laughs> if it wasn't for Ohio State, I'm four and zero. If it was wait, if it wasn't for Ohio State, I wouldn't have gotten into the league. But that last game, I caught on one fifty and two touchdowns. And uh, they, man, this guy can play. <laughs> Hey. I think everybody, everybody at Ohio State, every time I see him, thank you. They say, what are you thanking us for? Because if it wasn't for y'all, I wouldn't have got to the league. <laughs> hey, I like the gray so, beard on Leroy. So, they, the oh, man is sick. Oh, hey. Ohio, hey. Hey, Ohio State that helped Leroy, they, he done upgraded his set on y'all. <laughs> that's probably why, that's why his background is red. <laughs> that's why he's no. red in the back. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> hey, Leroy, how's the no. hand, by the way? I know you had surgery oh, right before man. we left you this. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's, you know, I have a rod sticking down my thumb. So, you, you yeah, exactly. Leroy, are you, Don't prepared, hurt. are you prepared for the fantasy draft today? I'm as prepared as I could ever be to not come in last. That's all I'm prepared for. <laughs> That's fine. Like, we ain't doing, That's we ain't doing, hey, we, we ain't doing a whole lot of prepping for this draft, but I'm going to tell you this. Yeah. As long as there's 12 people, somebody going to be dumber than me, <laughs> right? As far as they pick. <laughs> like, you know they going to try to pick, ooh, my, 
my my cousin say he gonna be good this year. I'm gonna go ahead right. on and pick him. Yeah, yeah, you know. So I don't worry about it. By the way, I we were spitballing that. new punishments for last place, and we came up with something. What's up? What's so that? whoever finishes dead last is gonna have to make a music video in which the rest of us pick the song they have to sing. Mm. Ooh. That's crazy. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> look at him. That's crazy. Well, hey, 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 I'm, the, I'm, I'm, just thinking, I'm just thinking about how that's going to look for some of y'all. I'm, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, uh, Leroy, let's, I, let, let's get to the Browns here. We, the, ste- the season's okay. about to begin. The expectations are mm-hmm. through the roof once again. I mean, I, I feel like the, the excitement level from fans, I haven't seen this in a long time. Uh, there's been excitement yeah. the last few years, but this is crazy now. Everybody's all in on Watson. They they uh-huh. surround uh, the talent across the board is really good. As much talent yep. as the Browns have had, is it playoffs or bust for the Cleveland Browns this year? Um, in your mind? Yes, but here's why. You you're on the wrong side of the ball, brother. It ain't Whoa. the offense that been failing you. It's the defense getting run all over. Whoa, fair. You got stout. You got stout up the middle. Okay. And and that is going to be the attitude change, because Schwartz does not play. Um, the attitude change on the other side of the ball is what's going to make the difference. Uh, Deshaun Watts is going to have a few more. You know, he's got some games under his belt. The offense is going to have some kind of uh, continuity. Um, I just hope that you know a lot of times when you get a new car, you want to drive it, even if it's raining or snowing. And I think that you got to stick with your bread and butter. The bread and butter of this team, one of the reasons why they're one of the best running teams in the league is because they run the football. If you ever get your team in a situation and try to to, to outsmart everybody, then shame on you. Mm-hmm. So it can start there. If you run the football well, Deshaun Watson's numbers going to be through the roof. And that's right. what people need to understand, that what he can do with his feet, what he can do on play action. Those things create space for everybody down the field. But if you just drop him back, then you're playing in the defenses. If you drop it back 30, 40 times without no resemblance of a run game, then they just going to rush the quarterback. Well, Nobody can play under those circumstances. I don't care how good your de- offensive line is. Well, Leroy, you know that Kevin Stefanski came out on the podcast and said, like, you know, back in the day where you had to run to set up the pass, he, he passes to set up the run now. Oh boy! I, that's what he want. That's what he said. Not necessarily. You know Patrick, so Patrick Mahomes don't set up the run. You know what? You know. Okay. Do they have a Nick Chubb in their backfield? Nope. No. No, they don't. No, they okay. don't. Thank you. Thank you. Nick Chubb is one of one. You ain't setting Nick Chubb up. He helping set you up. <laughs> <laughs> don't get it twisted. Uh, your success. Rides on Nick Chubb's success. Because when Nick Chubb gets off, the whole team gets off. Am I right or am I making this up? Nah, you right. So I want to understand how coaches been around football their whole life and just go dismiss Nick Chubb. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he dismissed dismiss him like he's boo the fool. Oh. Like he's average. <laughs> like he's scrub. <laughs> I wait. I don't think he dismissed it though. I, I think that I think... Sound like he does. Look, you got a Lamborghini in Cleveland, but it's snowing, buddy. Yeah. 
Deshaun Watson that Lamborghini. Better go get your four by four. So you saying this year we're gonna see Nick Chubb carry the ball twenty plus times majority of the games? No, I'm not saying. Look, I'm not saying that there's a number. Right? Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks when I say you got to run the ball to set up the pass that you need to have one guy run for 25, 30. No, I'm not saying that at all. But you can't start the game dropping back three times without Nick Chubb touching the ball. And then when you screw up on, on first down, then you try to get it to a reasonable third down by hands to Nick Chubb. Because that's what coaches do. Yeah. They come out on first down and say, oh, we're going to trick them. We're going to throw a pass. And then they get, and then you're second and 10. And they say, okay, let's let's run Nick Chubb and get reasonable. Everybody in the damn world can figure that out. <laughs> I ain't no rocket scientist, and we see it in football every week. Hey, Leroy, how concerned are you about the depth behind <laughs> Nick Chubb? Because we know how great he is, but there's yeah. a lot of question marks in that running back room behind him. What, what Are you concerned about that? Um. No, because you know what? We've seen Ford play, right? He, he, we've seen some of these guys play. Yeah, a little and, bit. And, Preseason. And, and, yeah, yeah but, but still, you, those guys have a great idea of what these guys can do. All right? It is not, you know, a secret. One of the reasons why you let guys go is because you know you have somebody behind them that could do that job cheaper. Yeah. So that's why that, it's okay. It's okay. So when we uh, see Nick Chubb and we see somebody that needs a break, all right, we talk about <laughs> spot play. We talking about maybe they got to start a couple of games out of the year. That's okay. Then maybe your game ch- game plan changes a little bit. But as long as Nick Chubb is in a Browns uniform, and as long as he's being Nick Chubb, it starts and ends with him. Don't 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 go to Nick Chubb. Uh, when you got a one-point lead in four minutes and he had three carries and say, okay, go get us a first and end the game. No. He's not that dude. He's the dude that you start your offense with. He's always been that guy. He's proven that he could do it. So for anybody to come in and say, oh, we throw the ball to set up Nick Chubb, <laughs> it's laughable. It's laughable. I'm just no. telling you. Uh, now, Leroy, on the other end of the spectrum, we look at the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they uh, obviously got three very good receivers. Uh, Denzel mm-hmm. Ward is uh, in the concussion protocol. Uh, if Denzel cannot play, how does that change what Jim Schwartz wants to do? Uh, is he still going to rely on that front four? Or is he going <laughs> to, you know, you know, how is he going to, you know, adjust to having one of those guys running free in the back end if you don't have one of your best corners? Um, I think you're going to have to be more creative. Now, this is my own personal belief. If you got a guy that can't cover, you better blitz. Because you better get to the quarterback quick. Right? That's protecting your, your, your soft spot. If you leave Joe Burrow back there to, to just pat the ball and, and pick his, it don't matter who you are. You ain't going to be able to cover that long. I will say this, though. I'll say that um, I like what they did at D-Tackle. Mm-hmm. to try to get some pressure up the middle. That plagued them last year. They couldn't get no pressure up the middle. None. So hopefully that changes things a little bit to get you know Joe Burrow and all these quarterbacks off their spot. And then when you get off their spot and they can't step up and they roll out, guess who you got out there? That's how you play to your strengths. So I'm, I'm, I want to see it. I want, I want to see 
you know, how it all plays out. I want to see those changes along with the more aggressive defense. You know, if look, if you're an aggressive defense, that means your corners ain't got to cover that long. If you play zone, you're asking for problems with, with three guys running in your secondary like that. And Joe Burrow can find them. So you got to decide. I don't know. You know, you just got to figure it out. That's why they get the big bucks. They get right. the big bucks to figure out how can we exploit this this O-line while still be able to cover those three dudes. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, when you look at, I, I don't know, I guess Joe Burrow's going to play, but let's say if he did not play. He's playing. I'll just, just say yeah. he did. Bull. <laughs> let's just say he didn't. No, he's going to play. Yeah. Hey, let's I just say he him. didn't play. Yeah. You know, last year when, mm-hmm. who was it? Didn't receiver play, didn't play and it messed up the whole game plan or something? Well. What was that? Yeah, last year, I don't know if you remember this, Leroy, but so the Bengals and Browns are the second time they played last year. The game the Bengals won. Mm-hmm. The uh, what's called uh, Tyler Boyd was out for the game, and on the one of the first plays of the game, T Higgins got hurt and was out for the rest of the game. Yeah, yeah. And after the game, their defensive back coach, the Browns defensive backs coach, said, "Yeah, it really affected us negatively that T Higgins got hurt because we were prepared to face him." Which we thought was one of the dumbest Is things it, ever. Do you remember I, him saying that? Uh, I don't because I probably would have commented like I did about the Nick Chubb thing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm just be honest with you. Look, <laughs> it, it, look, I don't want nobody to be hurt. But if there was ever time I lined up and didn't have to deal with LT, I'm like, them's the breaks. Yeah, I yeah. look good. good. Awesome. You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing they say with me. Oh, Leroy ain't playing? Okay. One less dude I got to deal with. So it's part of the game, but I would never. What, what, you saying because everybody was wasn't help? Wait, so let me get this straight. I'm, I'm trying to find the soundbite, Leo, because it uh, is. Uh, he's saying it was wild. He's saying it was wild. No, 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 no. Just hit him. It just hit him. It just hit me. He said because one of their top guys was out. Two of them. It was two of them. It was harder for us to figure out no, because Chase went off for a huge game, and we were like, double them. Why you triple them? Oh, because it was wild. So, he's he's still coaching DBs? We broke he Leroy's dumb, brain. He dumb foul. I think he's gone. Huh? <laughs> he's you got a lip or no? He I'm, I'm looking for foul. I'm telling you. Let me talk about this. Leroy, you... I'm just you, like, like you were saying, I wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Let's put it at your position. If tomorrow night, Patrick Holmes get a, uh, slam his finger in the door and can't play, and Kansas City still win, is Detroit going to say, yeah, Patrick Holmes not playing through us off? Do you understand what you're saying? That's the understanding. What are we doing? <laughs> you know, you don't, point, can man. I say something? You don't always have to talk. <laughs> you don't have to, it's because somebody asks you a question. You don't always have to talk. Yeah. Because, look, 
Most coaches will say this. It don't matter who's over there. We got to execute. We had to play better. Right? Here, here's Easy the clip, answer. Leroy. We got, we got the clip. Let's, let's hear it. Here, you Hold on. When, when I say I got it, Anthony has to load it. So just give me like uh, seven seconds well, I gotta, to load it up. I got seven, another so. question for you. No, don't ask the yeah, question. All right, I'll wait, I'll we have the clip. Uh, yeah. Steve, take the clip. Here this is, is from last year. This is Jeff Howard. Tag, we're not going to work it. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. He looked like he, looked like he was getting ready to say something ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> when I see it, I see it. Yeah, he. I, anyways. All right. What so are we doing? Can I, can I, let me ask you this question and we'll, we'll circle back. Yeah. The, the Browns linebackers, two of the three starters, haven't played in the preseason at all with A-Walk and Taki Taki because both of them are coming off of injuries. Tough you know, injuries. Yeah. yeah, and you know that the Bengals' offensive line got better this offseason. Joe Mixon is trying to have a good season. Does that concern you at all? Any, or do you think that this D-line is so good with Jim Schwartz that it really won't matter that much? I think a lot of the stuff, you're going to see a lot of movement. Uh, uh, I would guess they do a lot of slanting and stuff. Yeah. Don't just, you know – Get the guy in front of you, and that's going to allow some of these guys to get free in, in, in at the second level. And, and so you, you 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 do that, and you keep them moving, so you make the, the other guys think. You know what I mean? If you're always shifting and slanting and moving or whatever, like you always got the 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 um the offensive line thinking, and if you got them thinking, they're not playing, mm-hmm. right? So I think a lot of that movement does that. You got some guys that can run. Uh, they, they all can run. They, they might not be as stout as you would like, but hopefully that speed and quickness along with the movement up front will free them up so it'll just be one-on-one tackling. Mm. You hope that. Yeah. That's that's what I think is going to happen um, because just like you said, you know, what if Ward doesn't play? And and what are they going to do about the three wide receivers and, and all these different things? You know what you're going to do? You're going to concentrate on that front seven and, hope, and and do things to get them to the quarterback so that it becomes a tackling drill and not a ball over your head drill. Mm-hmm. Leroy, um, Tyvis referenced the Bengals' offensive line being better. It's better because they signed Orlando Brown Jr. to play left tackle. Yeah. Of course, play he played with his with dad. His dad. Yep. Talk, talk, talk to us about his dad, of course, and how, how well do you know Orlando Brown Jr.? I mean, I'm sure you knew him when he was a kid, I, but... Yeah, um, they don't call him Zeus for nothing. Yeah. Right? Big boy. Big boy. I remember when I got done with football, the one thing I remember Big Zeus for is, uh, remember the dude put his eye out with the flag? Yeah. Yep. And and he went after him. And, and we like, oh, man, wh- why are you going after him? We didn't realize he damn near lost the sight in his eye. Yep. I think the dude had it coming. I'm going to be honest with you. Them flags are not light. Yeah. They tossing them things 30, 40 yards. So, uh, yeah, that's what I meant. But – if he's anything like his dad, he's a mauler, no-nonsense guy. You know what I mean? He bought it. So whatever you bring his way. But but I will say um, for for the, for the like Miles Garrett, he's going to have to use speed, right? Speed and quickness. That usually tends – that tends to, to be the, the, the antidote for, for dealing with big, big tackles. Speed and quickness. So we'll see how that plays out. You, you know, Leroy, I, 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 during the summer, you know, I, I was going back watching a lot of the old school Browns games, and I'm talking 89 all the way through 94, 95. And um, 
one thing that I noticed was was the authentic nature of the the home field advantage. Now, mm-hmm. when, you know, I was watching those games and I was getting chills because I mean, let's be clear, that place was a dump. But you it was terrible. It was a dump. <laughs> but you you hey. saw people have to come in there and they was really calculating. They couldn't hear. They didn't like being there. They was on these dirt fields. Yeah. Is, is that is that a product of winning football games and a fan base be, be, being behind you, or is that just was just a, a special place in time? Because I I wonder if it's possible to get that back. Because I thought when you had to come to the eight, when you had to come up here and you had a home game in the playoffs, it was right. it was a nasty thing and it was a really advantage for the Browns. I tell you what, it's a tribute to the Cleveland Browns fans. Like, people all around the country don't go park their cars on Friday and Saturday so they can get a good tailgating spot on Sunday and just be without a car. You go downtown on Saturday and Sunday in Cleveland, and the streets used to be packed like there's a million people down there, but some people just parking their cars for a good spot. You know, they were committed to it. Definitely committed to it. So I think it's it's a testament to to uh the fans it was a dump let me tell you we had here's the topics we had upstairs and downstairs locker rooms because what? it wasn't enough room to hold both of them so they wow. put the starters <laughs> they put the starters down on the main floor so the coach could talk to them and they put the young guys if you was a rookie or you're a backup up top we called the penthouse right <laughs> so we had we had we had a TV up there, uh, everything. So one game we played, it was cold as hell. It was so cold that Thomas, I wore turf shoes on the grass <laughs> and it never slipped. And everybody was slipping. They go, why you ain't slipping? I say, cause plastic on ice don't work, dude. I had them, I was the only one that packed my, uh, my, uh, my rain shoes with the little knobs on the bottom, the yeah. rubber knobs, yep. right? So I was moving. Everybody's like, why are you, why are you <laughs> Right? This dude ain't they all on the ice, whatever. He so it was cuts. so cold. Right, so the game's over. <laughs> we go upstairs. Now, it was a dump now. There was a hole about this big in the window. And there was only two showers up there. So the guys would get in the shower and and then you got to hurry up because it's cold. It's, it was about, I want to say, 30 degrees in the penthouse, right? Oh, or So we sitting there waiting for our turn. We looked at each other and I say, uh, I won't tell if you won't. I cut off my tape. You got dressed. Put on my clothes. <laughs> and left. <laughs> left. It's, it's the only place that was so bad. It made me run home and take a shot. I'm going to go to the crib. I'm going to wait to the crib yeah, to get mine. Yeah, because, sure. because here's the thing. Here's the worst part. When, you know, in, in, in September, when it's hot, hot, right? You ain't got to worry about if the cold water, the hot water run out. Yeah. But if you about 10th or 11th in the line, right? The other thing that's going to happen is you're going to run out of hot water. Now, I never went downstairs. I didn't want to be downstairs. All my boys was upstairs. So as long as I was in Cleveland, whether I was starting or not, I stayed in the penthouse. The only difference is I was a starter. I'd go to the front of the line. 
Yeah. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah, was, house rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, house rules. But but yeah, it was. And and you know what? Yeah. Who cares if half of the half of the fans had to look at the game like this? <laughs> around those po- around those unnecessary posts that were <laughs> around the stadium, right? You could have a seat. You could have a seat on the uh, on like the forty yard line up underneath the the little the 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 uh, covering and be right behind a pole and those were supposed to be good tickets. <laughs> it, yeah, it was crazy. But yeah, man, all that yeah. stuff there, all that all that stuff you talking about um is one of the reasons why I still to this day have never been in an environment going to a game like I have in Cleveland. It, it's unbelievable when you drive to the game as a player. It looked like I, I always felt I was late because there was so many damn people going to the stadium. So, yeah. Mikey McNuggets, last question for Leroy. Leroy, we're going to give our official picks for the playoffs and Super Bowl tomorrow, but I want to ask you this before we let you go. Plain and simple, will the Browns make the playoffs in 2023? Yes. Um, It's crazy because uh, this is the toughest division in football. Bar none. Yeah. Cincinnati, you know Pittsburgh going to be in the hunt. I don't care who playing for Pittsburgh. They always seem to be in the hunt. Mm-hmm. Baltimore would have been in the hunt last year if not for Lamar Jackson getting hurt. Now they added weapons. Mm-hmm. And now you got Cleveland with Deshaun Watson and a revamped defense. So, yeah, I, I think it could be three teams go. Three teams go. I personally think that Buffalo's going to have a letdown because when you get to a certain point in your career, you can only be who you are, right? Now, Josh Allen can change how he tries to run over people, but he can't change running because that's part of what made him who he is. So when he says to me before the season, I'm going to try to sit in the pocket and pass more, the last guy that did that was RG3. Hmm. Not he in the booth. So I think the Bills going to be the disappointment of this year because their quarterback is talking nonsense. Leroy, great stuff. Good to have you back, buddy. Appreciate we'll talk you, to you man. next week. All right, boys. All right. Go Bucks. All right. See you this afternoon, Leroy. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Leroy's like, I'm going to let that one go for yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next week, I'll catch All you. All right. Good to talk with Leroy. Great start. He was uh, – he was, he was on, on fire. Full of energy. <laughs> he was, he on, was on fire. Before we move yeah. on, though, real quick, I do have to mention that if you haven't already hit that like button or the subscribe button, please do us a favor and hit that like button. Hit subscribe. It is completely free, and you would be amazed at how much a like and a subscription goes when YouTube creates its algorithm to deliver our videos elsewhere on the internet. It helps us a lot. It's wow. completely free. All it takes is a click of a button. That was and we appreciate you guys very, very, very oh, much. Man. Numbers already this week, Bull, off to another tremendous start. Yes. We have the best fan base in the country, Cleveland, but especially the UCSS folks who come every day and watch us have fun out here on the show. So we appreciate you guys. Let your friends know out there, if they don't know about this show, they're crazy. Uh, all, the best sports fans in Cleveland watch this show because they're the smartest sports fans in Cleveland. They know where the best sports talk is happening, and it's on this show. And we don't waste your time with, uh, you know, 80-minute commercial breaks. We keep it moving, as G. Bush would say. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.